It's time! You are goddamn right. Today's episode of the Natural Habitat Podcast is brought to you by our website. Ours. Naturalhabitatpodcast.com Dot com. Go there. Bookmark it. Uh, search it. around. Click on every page. Like blogs. Comment on things. Share. Troll uh, it. Uh, yeah, do that. Maybe ha- hack into it and change things. Send us nudes. Yeah, but either way, make sure that it all goes down at naturalhabitatpodcast.com. Dot com. Man, that's like the sweetest fucking score. Sweetest score for our naturalhabitatpodcast.com website that we want everyone to go to. So, today we're doing a special film on our Saturday matinee. That film is the one and only action classic Lethal Weapon. So, what do you think? Are you ready to get into this? Yeah, let's do this. All right. Let's do this. One, two, th- hold on. On three or on one? On go. One, wait, how? One, two, three, or one, go. two, three, go. One, two, three, go. One, two, three, go. Yeah. Okay, here it goes. One, two, go, go. One, two, three, go. The Natural Habitat Podcast. Hear ye, hear ye, thank ye, thank ye. Welcome, one and all, to the Natural Habitat Podcast. My name is Mikey Booyah. My name is Briggs. Whoa. that, That is a name taken from today's film, which is Lethal Weapon. Did you know that, or was that... No, I'm Briggs. Or was that a coincidence? Oh, you're both of them? No, they're they're he's Riggs. Oh yeah, Riggs and Murtaugh is what it is. Yeah, I'm I added Riggs. a B. Oh, okay. It was a little bootleg that I drew a lot too much more too much attention to. Shouldn't have yeah. shouldn't have talked about it this much. And I should Foiled probably again. should probably stop talking about it now. Great. So, uh, today is Saturday and our projector is broken. Uh, is it downstairs? So we're not going to be able to enjoy our film today, commentary style. We've been getting a lot of feedback. I know a lot of people love sitting there and listening to movies that they can't see and people are telling us that they really enjoy it so i'm sorry that today cannot be a uh commentary but all of the lethal weapon movies at least the first three maybe the fourth one as well have all been added on the netflix so you can enjoy those at any time after this podcast <laughs> you have yourself time have yourself time because i had myself a time just the other day and enjoyed this film and this was this movie is almost as old as me it's a year younger than i am and uh this was one of the action movies from my childhood and i like grew up with the franchise you know what i mean to where i remember when the third one and the fourth one came out and then i was exposed to the first two at a very young age much like a child molester will expose himself to a young child I was exposed to Lethal Weapon. Yeah, I think it was um, definitely that 
time frame of our childhood for sure. Because I remember like all uh, family members had it. Yeah. You know, un- uncles and aunts and fucking grandparents or whoever. It was definitely a movie that you couldn't escape from. It was going to be somewhere at some point. And it was just 80s as fuck. Just- yeah, it was good. And it stayed stayed pretty good. That was before uh, before the craziness. It's before everybody realized Mel Gibson was batshit fucking lunatic. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, he actually um, got to let himself free the real him as the character <laughs> for sure and just be the loose cannon that he actually is in real life so probably the closest thing to reality that's probably we've ever seen from him yeah that's probably why the character is so relatable and so dope it's because yeah. he put so much of himself into it who would have known and it's classic 80s with the tight jeans and the blowout hair and he has like that like the look of all of your family members at the time when you were a kid you know what i mean yeah yeah relatable yeah and uh you know, fucking. Um, I think that it was a powerful, a powerful franchise, powerful film. So I was like, "Why don't we talk about *Lead the Weapon*?" And you were like, "All right." Remember when that uh, happened? Yeah, that was crazy. Was well, crazy. So I don't think that there's any better time than the present to get into an NHP smoke sesh. Uh, word up! I say right out the gate. Word up, sizzle! Let's fuck this shit up and get high. For shizzle dizzle. All right. Well, I got the *Lethal Weapon*. Official theme that uh, right. this score was made by uh, Mark Aris. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but his first name is definitely Mark, and that's how you pronounce that. So I'm pronouncing Shout that right. Shout out to Mark. Mm-hmm. So everybody out there, feel free to smoke with us. Flick your bigs, snap your pics, hashtag them, NHP Smoke Sesh. Or push a button on your in fucking vaporizer. Or do that. That vaporizer treating you. <coughs> it's really bueno. Tis <coughs> good, tis good. Mm-hmm. <coughs> that uh that score and the score before sounds strikingly familiar. Yeah. Both uh made by the same person, I think. And they're both the same freaking track you let one play into the other in the beginning. No, they nuh-uh. <laughs> Running back. Uh, maybe I did. Maybe <laughs> towards the end, it might have played into that. <laughs> but you know what? They might sound similar because they're two parts of the same song. Who knows? I don't. This guy. Yeah, you might. You might know. So, um, so one of the things that stands out to me, we've already referenced it, was the classic uh, countdown struggles that... Riggs and Murtaugh go through on a day-to-day basis through, I'm pretty sure, all the films. They don't know whether they're supposed to shoot or jump uh, on three or on go or what the etiquette is. And I think that was... Uh, they they took something that was a classic conundrum, happens all the time, and made comedy out of nothing. You know what I mean? That was one of the... It, standard, it stood out to me, and it was one of the funniest scenes... So 
that yeah, banter. Yeah, they definitely had a really good chemistry. Yeah, the banter between the characters was dope. Yeah, and I, and it wasn't um it didn't seem like too forced. You know, it seemed like pretty good, pretty legit. And uh there was a scene where where uh Murtaugh, wait, hold on. Riggs is Mel Gibson. Right? Yep. Let's settle yep. let's settle this right now for my high ass. Riggs comes over to Murtaugh's house for dinner. And they're outside in the boat, hanging out, drinking beers, and uh, you remember them rapping at the dinner table? Yeah, they were rapping at the dinner table. Holy shit, Jay! Which I think is racist. You don't think so? No. <laughs> it seems like it's. It seems like why would the writers in you know 1987 have the black family at the dinner table beatboxing and freestyling instead of just having a regular family conversation? N.W.A. That's your answer? Yeah, because, like, that was the same time frame. It was probably the most, like, thing probably in the, in the news the most was probably that rap at that time in 1987. Yeah. But what was even more shocking to me than that was right after that scene, they're outside drinking, the daughter comes out, and she says that she wants to go to some party or to someone's house or some shit like that. And he goes, no, you're grounded. And then Mel Gibson's like, why is she grounded? And he goes, because she was smoking pot in the house. So it's like, <laughs> okay, so you're a cop. You guys are both cops. Your daughter's, <laughs> your daughter's in trouble for smoking pot in the house, not just smoking pot. She was smoking pot in the house. Don't bring that shit in the house. You know what I mean? That's what's up. But there was a lax feeling about shit like that back then. You know yeah. what I mean? Nowadays, everything is so uptight, so PC, so bullshit. And it, it's definitely not like it was. And I think like that's one thing that the connect is ruining, it, ruining for everyone. You know, like everybody being connected on the internet like we are is is not allowing people to just fucking live. Like they used to be able to, you know, before we were all connected. Motherfucker used to be able to just live his life. Yeah. You know, now everybody's got to check in with everybody. Everybody's got to judge what everybody else is doing. And you can't just like be a kid and smoke weed and have it be acceptable, really. You know, it's like now everybody's in your business. Yep, that's true. Now I miss the old days. I'm glad that we got to be a part of it, though. You know, like I feel like we came up in the last golden era. Yeah, we got the tail end of it. Yeah. You know, the rest of it's fucking new age. Mm-hmm. It was a good time, man. It was a time when a cop's daughter could smoke weed outside the house. Yeah, and was, not be fucking grounded. Yeah, and, and not be put in some sort of judicial system. You know what I mean? <laughs> not be in, in juvenile halls. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I think the whole movie had that relaxed feel and rewatching it, you know, at this point in my life because you're constantly growing as a person and finding out new things and realizing stuff. Yeah. And I watched it as an adult. But watching it as more of an adult, I realized that the first one especially was an adult movie. They all were adult movies, but it was like it almost had that feel to where it masqueraded as like a buddy cop kind of like family, not family, but like teenager action movie to where like it got a little raunchy, but it wasn't like that bad. But it was uh, it was a pretty dark movie when I watched it. Yeah. I remember the shit getting dark. Yeah, and this was around um 
one of his one like Mel Gibson's busiest times too, when he was like in a lot of shit. Yeah, and it and, was like, and it was his second character as a mentally unstable police officer. And you yeah. know what the first one was? What's that? Mad Max. Mad Max. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He was a cop. I didn't realize that. Yeah, he was a cop. He was a future cop, but he was still a cop. And pretty oh, mentally no. unstable. So uh, I also read that Leonard Nimoy was supposed to be, he was actually uh, on the list for directing it. Yeah. Was considered to be a director, but he didn't feel comfortable doing action movies. Yep. Because he was currently doing Three Men and a Baby, family movie. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Which has a but, ghost in it, mind you. <laughs> somebody from Star Trek not comfortable doing action movies, it doesn't really make sense. Right? There's plenty of action in Star Trek. Kind of. Um, did you know? No. Maybe. Why don't we supposed to have like a sound? For that? Uh, did you know? Hold on. Hold on a second. Oh, that was only Bats Week, right? It was only Bats Week. Shit. All right. Well, did you know that Riggs was supposed to die at the end of the first movie? Damn, for real? I'm glad he didn't. Otherwise, and he, and he almost died at the at the end of the second movie too. Yeah, I think it was kind of like a reoccurring thing that he almost dies. Yeah, they just fucking kick the shit out of him. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, man. Fucking Mel Gibson really wasn't his prime. He was thirty when they filmed it, and his character was almost forty, and played some yeah. old deranged fuck. And the scene with uh with the gun in his mouth was extra uncomfortable you know what i mean that shit was pretty crazy you uh you see a lot of like distressed uh suicide scenes and shit like that where people are going through hard times in their lives but he really harnessed that shit and that was when he was you know really schooling it as an actor yeah it showed like some some real shit and some like possible real situations but it also showed like a lot of crazy shit too like them, him fucking jumping off the building with a guy. <laughs> like, no, that's never going to happen. Yeah. No, not never. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's for movies. I get that, you know. But um, I don't know. And it's like how that the scene where he jumps off the building with a guy, how did they not notice that they were, like, inflating that giant fucking thing? <laughs> Like, I saw them both looking down that whole time, all the way to right before they jumped. And when he jumped, the guy acted like he was going to die. He was like, why are you doing this? I don't want to die. Then they jump, and then they land on the hugest inflatable airbag. Like, it's a fucking whole city block. And I couldn't do it, though. That would be scary as fuck. Well, I don't Could know, man. Do I, think, I think I would do it, yeah. I don't know. I'm not jumping off of shit without no fucking... Especially if there's ropes some, or something. if there's some big ass fucking a big ass airbag like that, like a big target that will be hard for me to miss. And if it's proven that they fill it with air, it can take so many pounds and stop it before it hits the ground. Fuck yeah, I'll do <laughs> it. I'll do you that just shit. Fucking smash the ground, anyways. Mm-hmm. I don't know about it, man. I don't know. I'm I could get like blown away in the wind. You know what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on how high it is, you know, like fuck yeah, that. That could happen. Um, yeah, you just like psh, jump you off your trajectory, off. be off just like a hair, and you fucking completely miss that thing. I'm like, 
Yeah. You know, whatever. You, you try to you, fix it. You don't know what you're doing. So you're making yourself less aerodynamic and just giving yourself more drag to the left. For sure. You're just like, just catch flailing. Yeah. Catch a fucking <laughs> gust. End up a but, block and a half away. I don't want to be the guy to die from a gust of mm-hmm. wind. But that's how crazy Mel Gibson was. He didn't give a fuck. Uh, yeah. I got a, I got a clip right here that, el- that illustrates my fact perfectly. I'll make a deal with you, Arjun. Arjun, is that or Arian or whatever the fuck your name is? I'll make a little deal with you. You fold up your tents. Get the fuck out of my country. And I won't do anything to you. I'll leave you alone. If you stick around here, I'm gonna fuck your ass. Oh, whoops. Sorry, that's the voicemail message to his ex-wife. I played the wrong clip. My bad. This is the one that I meant to play. Years, I'm supposed to tell you you're breaking into new partner in on this. Partner again? Yeah, some cat he's on loan from dope. Real burnout on the ragged edge. Oh, perfect. Gun! Gun! Oh, he said it. I'm getting too old for this shit. <laughs> that was That's his staple. Since day one, since the first movie when he didn't have any any gray hair, he was already getting too old for this shit. Yeah. Okay. Now, I have another point that I want to bring up real quick. What? I was watching this film, right? And right. I was looking at it. And it was actually, uh, Michelle brought it up to me that when there's a scene where he's sitting in the bathtub, Danny Glover is in the bathtub at his house, and his whole family comes in and gives him like a birthday cake or some shit, like wishes him happy birthday. And the whole family just like rolls up to the tub where, what the hell is happening? Is someone getting murdered outside? Never heard of it. Holy shit. (laughs) They're doing construction. There we go. There we go. It's gone. <laughs> Fucking construction workers out here. They're building. Uh, they're building a new theater and trying to fix the projector. So nice. You know. Hopefully they get it done. I told. I put a sign out there that said "recording in Spanish." Yeah, they need to hurry the fuck up. Yeah, definitely. El recordo. So anyway, there's a scene where he's in the bathtub. Family comes in. They're very close. It's a very comfortable family. They're okay with nudity. Are you serious? This fucking guy is gonna start doing this again when I'm trying to tell this story. <laughs> Holy shit. All right. Jerry, can you go out there and take care of these guys, please? Please, Jerry. Thank you. All right. Let me get this out quick. Uh, he's in the bathtub. Family comes in. There's this whole, like, fucking splashing thing. Everybody's really. <laughs> every, every, everybody's really close. All right. Really comfortable with the nudity in the family. Then they leave, and he looks at himself in the mirror. Now, they have this bathtub that has a mirror wall uh, along like the back side of the bathtub. You just see what I'm saying? Yeah. So he's sitting in the bathtub and he looks over and he's like fucking inches away from the mirror looking at his face. Now this mirror is fucking spotless. All right. There's not a single drop of water, no hard water that has been, uh, you know, dried on the mirror, no spots, no scuffs. It's a completely spotless mirror. How practical is that? That a mirror right next to a bath, a hot bath that somebody's in and was just splashing around and shit is going to be fucking spotless because they used it for the scene. They like cut away and then they cut to him looking at himself in the mirror. How is there going to be a hot bath without no steam? Yeah. And how, uh, how, how does, I mean, think about how 
dirty the mirror gets in your bathroom and how far away it is from your shower and your bathtub. Now put it right next to your bathtub and tell me you're going to have a spotless mirror. I don't believe it. I'm calling uh I'm I'm calling it right there. It's bullshit. The bullshit. The bullshit. And you know, we we really started this as a podcast to appreciate Lethal Weapon, but it's ending as me just, you know, asking why. Why would you lie to us? Why would you put this <laughs> false mirror in your movie? Why would you clean it in between takes? Why would you not have the gritty rawness that we love in cinema? Well, I got a fact that might bring some love back. What is it? Can you guess which installment of Lethal Weapon has the highest body count? Um, I'm going to guess... Which one and how many kills? That's a big, that's a big guess. I'm gonna say the fourth one, just on on the basis of bigger and better every time. You know what I mean? Every time there should be more kills, more explosions, more shit. So I'm gonna say number four, and I'm gonna say somewhere around eighty kills. And you're wrong. What's what's the answer? The answer is Lethal Weapon Two. Yeah. With with thirty three kills. Thirty three. Put some respect on it. I will. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, thirty three. All guess, tree. All thirty three, y'all. I overshot it on column A and column B. Yeah, but hey, the reasoning was there and that's all that matters. Right? Common core. As long as I can uh <laughs> As long as you can explain your work, you know. Yeah. And I did. I explained my work. I got but, another fact, ready? Bigger and better. Yep. In Lethal Weapon 3, we learn that Murtaugh's boat is named Code 7. Code 7. Do you know why? No. What's a Code 7? Code 7 is LAPD slang for a lunch break. What? For a lunch break? <laughs> yeah. Nice. Well, that's a very fitting name. Yep. Now that Code I know seven, that. Code 7, the lunch break. That's fresh. Or semi-fresh. <laughs> or semi-fresh. Oh, no, okay. Your fact, you don't like it? I got another one, right? Yeah. Coming in hot. Oh, no. Ready? Mm-hmm. There was a plan for a fifth movie. Really? And what happened? It was going to be Riggs and Murtaugh and family traveling across country to motorhome. <laughs> No way, like a fucking family-friendly one, and then they end up having to take over some gangsters somewhere? I don't know. That would be cool, man. That movie writes itself. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, it's pretty simple. I think it could be easily done. There's been a lot of RV movies, though. I don't know how I feel about that, but um, they could probably do it. Yeah, I think so. I think they should. What if there was a new young... Is is Mel... Hey, come over here real quick. Is, Is Mel Gibson done? Like, can, can Mel Gibson still get work? Probably probably not. All right, well, I don't know. They might have to replace him. But I don't uh, want I don't want to, like, hate on him if he's going to be in it because I want him to come on the show to promote it. Nah, there's no way. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, let's go back. Yeah, I don't know who they'd get to play Mel Gibson because Mel Gibson's obviously done. Well, it, I don't know. I think that there could be, like, uh Maybe maybe somebody young, like, you know, the rapper uh, or the comedian, you know, the comedian uh, Donald Glover? 
Yeah. And he's also the rapper Childish Gambino. Yeah. And he was on Community. Yeah, okay. Well, maybe he could play like... Oh, so they're they're going to be... And then like somebody opposite It's going to be a prequel and they'll play young versions of themselves? Yeah, or something like that. Or maybe start a new franchise or something. I like it. Be young ones and then they could like grow with it. Every five years do a sequel. Pow, 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 pow. Yep. 5, 10, 15, 20, the 20 year fucking movie chain. Yep, rebuild that franchise and give us some that, credit. It can naturally age with you. Mm-hmm. To be like fucking Harrison Ford and Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like, like, like how Harrison Ford was kind of re- replaced by Poe, I would say. The character. You know what I mean? Like the rebel pilot. Han Solo's still around, but. That slot, the main slot, has been filled by, uh, what's his name? Poe Dalian? Dalian? <laughs> I said it wrong and I pissed a lot of people off just now. Poe, help me out. Okay. <laughs> How about I help you out of that fact? Poe Dameron. Poe Dameron. <clears throat> okay, right? Yep. In the first movie, when Murtaugh explains to Riggs, how Hunsucker saved his life in Vietnam. There was a movie theater marquee in the background advertising the Lost Boys. But at that time, the Lost Boys wasn't coming out for like months after this movie came out. Dang. So it's like a twisted up uh, timeline, like Mandela Effect type of thing. Like it was already out in the movie. It was already playing, but but it was just starting to get promoted when the movie came out. Yeah. But that's That's dope. That's cool to like fucking, to slip it in there. Yeah. All subliminally and shit because you'll watch the movie in the theaters and then like you'll watch it again and then a few months later it'll come out on VHS and then you'll buy that and you'll watch it and then you'll see the poster that you're seeing all around town. You get stuck in the war. You'll be like, whoa, this is crazy. And then you go and see the other movie and yeah. that's how they get you to keep coming back that's how they do it and we're part of it too keeping that love for cinema alive so uh so jerry's telling me that um that the construction crew is gonna have to cut power to to work on the projectors so i think that we're gonna have to cut this episode short as sad as it is all right there they are <laughs> <laughs> we could lose we could lose reception anytime. Holy shit, Jay. But uh thankfully enough, Lethal Weapon is available on Netflix, so go enjoy it right now. Yeah, check that shit out. Do it. And we'll be back next week, hopefully with a brand new studio and no more construction. Yeah. Peace, bitches. Oh my god. Natural habitat recordings.